Welcome into Locked On Knicks, or welcome back in, I should say, a little bonus episode in your feed today. Of course, I already talked to JJ Jackson of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast earlier today, but now I'm going to talk to him again and give him the scoop on RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish a little bit. You know, the, the Dukies, they love to stay on top of what's going on with their players in the NBA, and I'm always happy to talk some RJ Barrett and some Cam Reddish on the Knicks. So uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back in to get into a bonus episode with JJ Jackson. You are locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes. Right now. All right, welcome in to Locked On Knicks. This episode is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Locked On is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. Stay tuned for later in the show to learn how to enter. And I want to thank you guys for making, you know, normally I'd say your first, uh, Locked On Knicks your first listen, but let me say thank you for making Locked On Knicks your second listen today as well, because of course this is a bonus episode. If you didn't listen to the first part already with all the juicy gossip on all the, the you know, Duke prospects, be sure to go check that out first. Uh, but no matter what, I appreciate you guys making Locked On Knicks a part of your daily routine, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform or if you're checking things out on YouTube these days, we really appreciate you guys for making us a part of your routine. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of Knicks site, The Strickland, which you can find at thestrick.land. And as I said, I'm rejoined by J.J. Jackson. We're going to talk a little bit about R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish and how they did on the Knicks this year because the Dukies, they love to keep up with their guys that are in the NBA. So I won't hold this up any longer. Let's get into this nice little bonus episode. Um, JJ, I figured I'd throw it to you because I know that we did, and you know, there might be a, a longer length one of these coming up throughout the off season. Uh, but I know that we did a catch up on yeah. RJ and, and not cam at that time because cam wasn't a Nick yet, but, uh, I'm curious if you have any, any, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Curiosities about yeah. those two, uh, no. after this season with them in the Knicks un- in their Knicks uniforms. For sure. It was a lot of fun to watch, uh, watch both those guys out there on the floor together. I know we didn't see a whole lot of cam there and, and that's honestly, you mentioned what we were able to do a season ago and, uh, come July and August, that's absolutely going to take place, Alex. You're going to come back on Locked On Blue Devils, and we'll do a much more in-depth conversation about those guys. But, uh, you know, we were watching the finals, and and people love championing, as I said, the Duke players that are now doing their thing in the league. And at one point, they showed the clip of R.J. Barrett hitting the game winner over Jason Tatum this season, which was really special. So uh, from our perspective, Alex, it was just fun to kind of see RJ Barrett take that next step. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, we certainly liked it as fans too. I mean, I think, I think from the cam perspective, it was a little disappointing, you know, the Knicks trade their first, first round pick that they've traded in however long it's been, you know, since pre Phil Jackson, which, you know, dates it at least eight years in the past. Um, 
you know, so that they, they traded their first first round pick, however protected it was. It was almost like a glorified second because of how the the Hornets had protected that pick. But you know, they trade that for Cam, and then he can't even really get off the bench until there were injuries in front of him. Unfortunately, also, we didn't really get to see them play together that much uh, because of how Tibbs kind of operates his rotation where, you know, Cam was basically coming in for RJ and vice versa. And there was I I would be surprised. I would have to look there. There may have been like five minutes of overlap the entire time that Cam was on the Knicks, if that Uh, I don't even think there was that much. So a little disappointing in that regard. But from the RJ perspective, yeah, it was it was great seeing him sort of take over uh, much to the detriment of Julius Randle, who didn't on the court did not seem particularly happy about the fact that the Knicks down the stretch were seemingly trying to like hand the offense off to RJ in many ways. Um, But I think the experience that he got down the stretch is going to be really valuable to him. Uh, I think that he learned like he learned that being a top offensive option and still putting on on defense is difficult uh, because we definitely saw his defense fall off down the stretch. I think compared to the levels it was at like last year, for example, when he was less of a fulcrum of the offense and was able to just sort of spot up a lot of times while Julius Randle did his work on that end and then come back on the defensive end and like really lock up on somebody. I think that he, you know, kind of realized like, Oh, this is, this is a lot of work on the offensive end. And then that makes things a little more difficult on the, you know, the defensive end to still have that same uh, verve out there. But, you know, efficiency concerns aside, I thought that he made a lot of strides as far as getting to the rim, generating contact, selling contact. He really was bad at that, I thought, previously, which led to him not getting a lot of calls. And so he, he hit the free throw line a lot more down the stretch of the season, started to kind of build up that respect with the referees and, and all that, where they were you know, giving him the time of day and saying, okay, you, you got to the rim and you generated contacts. So we'll give you this call this time because, you know, we could see that you generated it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a great season from him. Like we totally love, I I'm super excited for this coming year for him. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they really give cam a chance too, because this is kind of their last chance before he hits restricted free agency to right. see what they have in him. All right, I'll be right back in to finish up this bonus episode with JJ Jackson. But first, I get to do my favorite ad read because I get to go boom shakalaka. We have big news. The one and only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a wait-for-it Shack edition machine. And I tell you what, I love NBA Jam. I've been playing it since I was a kid. I'm sure many of you listening probably have been as well. Or if you're in the younger demographic, maybe go hit it up on like the Xbox Live Store or Steam or something. I don't know where you could buy it these days, but it's a classic. It is so much fun. It's one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. And, you know, you can jump clear across the court. You can set the ball on fire. It was one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. On top of that, maybe the the real NBA would be kind of interesting with this. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. You compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards as well, making you more connected than ever. So pre-order now from Arcade1Up.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade1Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. Honestly, for a Mortal Kombat 
uh, arcade machine, I think that's a perfectly reasonable offer because I love playing Mortal Kombat on an arcade machine as well. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a Locked On listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter the NBA Jam Shack Edition console giveaway don't miss out enter today who are you going to play with better be patrick ewing in the knicks that's all i gotta say so that would just be my last thought to to send your ways is Mm -hmm. what you know what excites you about cam reddish even for knicks fans for them to Mm -hmm. what like what excites you about him yeah so honestly i wasn't a huge cam guy before they traded for him and i didn't like him coming out of college either Mm -hmm. like i watched him and i was like i thought he was too passive and you know, it, which maybe that was actually not true. I, I think that might have been the Coach K thing I was talking about, where he just yeah. kind of got shoved to the side because there were two other bigger stars I think there. That was a little bit of it too. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I I questioned his shot selection and you know stuff like that. I still have those questions, but I, I did see him come in and maybe it was just by virtue of trying to secure playing time. But you know, at first it seemed like he was trying too hard you know, to, to find his shots or whatever and, and, you know, prove that he belonged on the floor or whatever. But then over time, I think he started to realize like, oh, the way that I proved that I belong on the floor is just by playing the role that they want me to play. And he would freelance a little bit to mix results, you know, like sometimes in transition, he would go all the way himself, you know, when it's like, oh, you probably could have made a dump off there or something. And that maybe would have made life easier, not just on you, but, you know, created an easier look for the team. Um, but you know, I, there were still some times where he, he leaned into those, but I like his, his defense quite a bit, actually. Uh, I like the way that he, I think he's pretty good in man defense and also pretty good in help defense with like generating, you know, steals and stuff like that and creating fast break opportunities. Um, and then on offense, I think he really needs to work on the the fundamentals. Uh, I think that he's, he reads to me like a guy who's gotten by on his natural ability for so long that. He never really concerned himself with like making sure his feet are set the same way every time he shoots and making sure that, you know, like Quentin Grimes is like the the yin to his yang on the Knicks in that regard where Grimes came in and it's just like every jumper he shoots looks exactly the same as the one before it. Uh, and it, Cam is a little more like sometimes he's kicking his feet out in front of him. Sometimes he's sort of leaning to the side. Sometimes he's, you know, sometimes he does just take a nice straight up and down jumper, you know, and, and those uncoincidentally sometimes look like the best ones. So I think he just needs to work on all that consistency stuff. You know, the, the little things that separate like immensely talented guys in the NBA that, you know, never quite generate that consistency, like say a J.R. Smith or something like that, where J.R. had all the talent in the world, but also just seemed to never quite find the consistency. And whether that was because of, you know, shot form or whatever, I don't know, but you know, that's sort of, I could see that being a career path for Cam as easily as I could see, like, I could still see a world where he becomes like, I don't know, Paul George or something, you know, uh, but I could also just as easily see a world where he becomes like, I don't know, like OJ Mayo or something like that, you know, where he's has all the talent in the world, but doesn't quite put it together. So I'm intrigued to see how it's going to go. Um, I'm curious to see how he's going to do under Tibbs to start yeah. next year. And if he's even going to have a role. But then on top of that, you know, if they get another coach, will that coach be, 
you know, more willing to try him at the four and stuff like that and give him some more interesting looks, which I think were some of the things that he flashed this year in like breaking case of emergency roles when he got put out there by Tibbs that actually looked quite good. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited with uh, with Cam Reddish potentially. Well, that's just my final thoughts is, is, you know, this whole conversation, Alex, I'm sitting there and as I say so often, the fact that we do have two former Duke guys on one team, those teams are always the easiest for me to have a special place in my heart for uh, many Duke fans in North Carolina. The Hornets haven't given people a whole lot to be celebrating uh, over the past few seasons. And so if we get the Knicks playing good basketball, I think we'll be tuned in and watching every single second of it. And who knows, now that we've talked about all these guys getting drafted, if if they join the mix, I think it could be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, <laughs> they'll be the uh, the New York Blue Devils yeah. you know, at a certain point, <laughs> especially if if one other big name makes his way to the Knicks at some point. I don't know. I, right. won't, <laughs> I won't jinx it and say who, but you know, a certain guy that may have played with two of the guys that were on the team uh, who, <laughs> who seems to have a little yeah. strained relationship with his with his current team. So right. We won't we won't utter that name though, in in hopes of not jinxing it, but. At any rate, JJ, thanks so much for coming on, man. I, I think we really covered a lot of ground in this show. I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk Duke with me. Uh, do you want to remind everybody where to find you online and where to find your work, uh, yeah. whether it's Locked on Blue Devils or otherwise? Yeah, check me out on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and Locked on Blue Devils with the Locked on Network every day uh, on YouTube and in podcast form. So, Alex, this was a whole lot of fun. I appreciate the invite and uh, looking forward to speaking with you again soon. Yeah, it won't be the last time that, that you hear from this combo this summer. So I definitely look forward to coming back on Locked on Blue Devils as well, getting into some more RJ and Cam talk. But for now, this has been Locked on Knicks. Thank you all for listening. And we'll be back with plenty more great episodes as we get closer to the draft. Uh, lots of We're trying to bring in all the heavy hitters and all the different perspectives right now to to get everybody a look at, at, at every prospect. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll be back with plenty more episodes between now and draft day to get over all the prospects that you want to hear about. So thanks for listening. Talk to you all soon. Peace out.